Good morning, everyone. This is Stephen Kwong, along with my wonderful co-host, Natalie Kalea Robinson and Jess Furman. We've got some exciting news to tell you guys. Lots of things happening on the business front. And if you're an entrepreneur, you're going to want to hear this. We have a Web3 aspirational project that's happening in real time. We have a direct-to-consumer healthcare product line that's happening in real time. And I've got a lot of stuff to tell you guys about my business as well, FinTech for EdTech. So I'm going to start off with Jess. You just came back from a trip. Tell us about that. What is it? Yeah, um, well, I had an amazing opportunity. Uh, I got involved with a DAO called Blue DAO, and essentially they have a mission to send a thousand scholars, uh, particularly women and non-binary, uh, to these conferences worldwide. Um, and what's one part of their missions? And um, and I applied for this grant scholarship. I landed it. So I just got back from ETH Amsterdam, uh, where I led up. Um, uh, basically, there were ten of us, ten women. We got partnered uh, into a subset of three different groups. And uh, we did a hackathon. So um, we had to create something over 36 hours that we could present to sponsors and to the conference. Uh, and we did really well. We created uh, basically a 3D VR enabled metaverse onboarding experience for Web3 communities. Um, and we came in first place with Coinbase, second place with Polygon, Tatum, uh, we got most promising project and then IPFS and uh, Web3 Auth gave us some nods. So it was a really, really fun experience. Dude, that's amazing. Tell me more. Like, what are what are you guys really digging into? I mean, Web3 is such a vast space. When we talk about NFTs, DAOs, cryptos, I mean, this can go into so many different directions. I love the fact that there was this level of diversity there as well. So you guys want all these things. What's the next step? Yeah, so essentially, like, the next step is we're applying for different grants because we have a lot of interest to continue the projects based on some of the techs and the protocol that we integrated into our project. So um, I'm steering the lead. I'm not a personally a developer. Um, I kind of operated more as like, you know, like kind of co-creating the entire project. And then I did our application. Um, so I'm the one that's looking into grants and doing a lot of the business development. So I would say the next steps are basically just seeing how far we can take this with grants. Um, there, there's a lot of money on all of these chains and a lot of incentives for you to build your project. And when I say chains, I mean, Bitcoin, the Bitcoin has one chain, Ethereum, you know, there's a few others that have cropped up. Harmony is the chain that actually uh, funded the grant program that got me there as a scholar. So there are all these incentives to build your projects on those chains. So it's a little bit different than what we've all discussed before in terms of VC funding, because these are grants, right? So if you can land anywhere from like 50K, which we've had offers for up to a million in grant money, um, you know, it's it, it, it kind of puts your project in a different uh, space and category before you then turn around and look for VC funding. That's awesome. Jess, let's back up for a moment. So if you had to translate what you just said into layman's terms for the average person, that's not necessarily uh, a techie, uh, definitely someone that's not well-versed in Web3. How would you describe this to like, say, someone in elementary school? Um, I would say that, um, how do I describe it? That's a good question. Um, I would say like, <laughs> it's really tricky. Uh, I would say that uh, essentially these different chains are databases and, you know, they have currency on it. And it's, it's kind of like creating these little worlds, right, where the world needs to have a bit of a marketplace or like or basically they're all little sandboxes. Right. And you want to play in that sandbox. There need to be things to do. So essentially, a lot of these projects that are popping up are just ways of um, maintaining activity within those uh, different little ecosystems, right? So it's not just the internet altogether. It's these little chains and these worlds. Um, and I'm not talking about metaverses. I'm talking about like just 
kind of like think about it as like a government or, or like a you know like an area that you go to um it's really hard to make it simple i, I don't i'm not sure if i'm doing a really good job <laughs> you're doing great maybe i'll phrase the question differently what is the aspiration here and why do you want to do it yeah the aspiration for me is just essentially that i love the culture of web3 i love that sorry jess what about the culture do you love i think that might be helpful for our listeners like what is it unique about web3 that made you fall in love with it yeah, so because of the, the the theme behind or the way the technology works with it being decentralized, you get this ability to mobilize people across the globe very easily, right? And you also uh, enable, it kind of like breaks down the corporate structure a bit where, you know, you get hired for someone else's idea, but you're not really participating in it. And you might get some stock options, but with Web3, the way that this is working out with these, you know, with the different blockchains and the ability to have DAOs and to have on-chain communities, you can really participate in the building of that idea, whether it's like something having to do with finance, or for my case, it was a metaverse project. Um, so it's it's the community is 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 angled towards you having almost what we would say equity share based on your involvement in what we're calling projects, but essentially in the real world, it would be companies. So it kind of makes you, um, it gives you an ability to create something more as a community than just get hired to work for someone else's idea. Awesome explanation. I love that, Natalie. What are your thoughts on Jess's project? Yeah, so first of all, Jess, congrats. Um, and going to Amsterdam, that Thank just you. sounds fun in and of itself. <laughs> um, I'd love, I have a question around just what is, so what, can you tell us a little bit about the concept of the project? Yeah, the pain points we were trying to solve were essentially um, how difficult it is like to get into this community. So for, for me, I had to join like it's you can't read books, right? It's moving too fast. Like books are outdated mm -hmm. by the time they're printed. Totally. You really can't take classes. So I, you know, I have a combination of Telegram groups I follow. You know, I listen to podcasts, like the Twitter spaces, like it moves really fast, right? But if I want to join a community, which would be a community for, say, an NFT project or a DAO, for example, um, you really, there's no centralized place, which is, of course is decentralized, right, in general. But that doesn't mean it needs to be ineffective. So what, our, what we created was a token-gated right. onboarding system experience for these communities specifically. So you could log into our um, our metaverse uh, either with like a phone or um, like, you know, a regular app or an Oculus. And there was a bit of an onboarding procedure that kind of taught you about, in our case, the DAO. Um, and you had to complete certain actions. So, you know, essentially now you would have to, you know, follow someone on Twitter, right? You'd have to join the Discord. You could do all these different things. But when you do that for your community, yeah. you're essentially fragmenting it and you're pushing people into a decentralized space where it's not proprietary to you, right? Like those are all platforms owned by other people. Mm -hmm. So what we did with our mm -hmm. Dowverse project was to gamify that element. So you could engage and click, but you stayed within that ecosystem and you would drop badges and then you earned an NFT to get into the full Dowverse experience. So essentially we're just trying to gamify and create like a gathering space for people who are involved in specific communities to, you know, continue to kind of get deeper down the rabbit hole with their involvement. Got it. So would it be correct to, to say like you're building, it's almost like ed tech for web three in a form of a game. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's basically, we built a dApp for an onboarding dApp, right? To gamify onboarding processes into these communities. And then also kind of to address the issue Got where it. you have, you know, token rewards that you can give. So there, we would call it in-game incentives, but it's not necessarily a game, you can post what are called bounties. So if there's initiatives that the DAO or the NFT community needs completed, you can list them with reward points. So there's a bounty section where you can actually earn 
you know, real token or rewards for completing tasks that would essentially be something that you would hire people for, but you're, you're empowering your community in a different way to complete those tasks. Cool. I like that. I mean, it is so complicated. I think just to get <laughs> those, all of those onboarding processes are, are so, um, they're not, they're not super intuitive. Um, so I totally see the need there. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to continue with it, I think. Um, and it's live now. If you go to the Dowverse.org, you can walk around. It's, it's very fundamental. We did it in 36 hours, but you can set an avatar. You can meet a friend there. You can walk around and explore the world a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think for us, it's looking at which chains and communities are most interested and then what they're, how they want us to tailor it and what that would look like. So what tech we can integrate to kind of, like I said, do an MVP that's um, a much more robust than where we started. Got it. And is this like, um, is this tech something that you could white label to, is it like software that you're selling to other sort of like DAOs and like communities so that they can use that same technology or is it, is it something that you'll keep in-house for yeah, whatever a, DAO projects that you guys do? Yeah, it's essentially what we'll, we'll be white labeling so everybody can get their own world and their subworld, right? And it's chain agnostic. So if we have, you know, a thousand DAOs launched is the mission of Blue DAO that sent me. So their thousand DAOs would roll up under their ecosystem. And then if we did it on a different like gaming platform chain, like it would, you know, kind of roll up under whatever structure they wanted. So essentially we would assist with the build, but we would host, um, like it's our code, we would host kind of the whole concept. Um, with this idea that, you know, there's participation in all of these DAOs or sub DAOs that we're launching. So you could either go to DAOverse and see our entire universe, you know, of all these sub worlds that we've built, or you could go directly to say blue DAO, and then you would just have an experience with that DAO and any DAOs rolled up under them. So you, you could, you know, we're enabling them to white label where they want, or you would go to the DAOverse and it's going to be this, imagine like a universe of all of these little sub worlds. Jess, I love this idea of inclusivity. Um, and speaking of that, can you tell us about the types of resources that you're looking for right now, just in case someone's listening to this podcast and might want to be interested in uh, connecting with you? Yeah, of course. Um, I would say for now, like right now, um, I'm my two co-founders, one is a game developer, the other is a full stack developer. Um, right now, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm deep diving on this, but I'm not a tokenomics expert and we want to be launching, you know, whatever we have, we want to make sure that the economics of these worlds roll up in a way that makes sense for everybody. So anybody that I would say is tokenomics expert, which I know is a moving target at this point, cause it's shifting. Um, we're definitely looking for that. Um, and then, yeah, I would say anybody that's interested or in creating ecosystems for themselves, like we've been talking to different networks and clients that I have like outside of the web three space. And I know they're particularly interested in offering this solution for onboarding to for their IP. So if you're an IP holder and you think that the onboarding experience for what you're launching with your NFTs leaves a lot to be desired, like hit us up, you know, we can tailor what we have to what you need probably. Awesome. So guys, if you're listening out there and you're in this space, connect with Jess. And Jess, what's the best way to connect with you? Via Twitter? LinkedIn? What's your preference? Yeah, I would say for this stuff, definitely Twitter. Um, my Twitter is Jess Furman Muse, M-U-S-E. Um, definitely, you know, give me a follow and, you know, you can either reply to some of my content, um, or DM me. Um, but that's, you know, the best place I can kind of also get you plugged in. You can see what I follow. You can see what, you know, communities and Twitter spaces I'm listening to. So if you're trying to learn more, it's a really good resource as well. There you go. Well, Natalie, I heard recently that you guys have been featured in Fast Company as a world changing idea. What does that mean? Give us an update. <laughs> Yeah, so um, the the list came out this week, and and we were honored in the health category as a world changing idea. Um, 
you know, what does that mean? I, <laughs> I think it means that, you know, we're, we're building something that hopefully will change the way that people think, um, in our case, about skin health um, and, and skin in general and health in general. Um, you know, our, our vision really is that the future is precision, um, precision medicine, precision health. And, you know, we're using, by using genomics, um, we're, we're sort of enabling sort of that pathway to precision, um, at least when it comes to skin. That's so cool. You know, for those of us that aren't necessarily familiar with this area of skin health, can you give us an overview of what it is that you guys are doing that's different than the traditional products, the off-the-shelf products that are available now? Yes, for sure. So first of all, I think um, everything we do is grounded in science um, and, and cutting-edge science, right? So the the lens uh, through which we kind of view the world is is uh, foundationally through the skin microbiome. And so, you know, when, when people think about microbiome, they usually think about the gut microbiome, um, but it's similar in skin. So whether it's in the gut or whether it's on your skin or oral, whether it's in your mouth <laughs> or in other areas of your body, um, there is an ecosystem of not only bacteria, but uh, viruses, mites, mold, fungi, um, and, and all the living things. And they live. They should live in balance together, and and that's um, when that happens. You know, everything's fine and everything's great, and um, and you're generally healthy. Um, but when you have generally, um, when you have inflammation or there's a there's an issue going on, oftentimes that is correlated with an imbalance of your microbiome. And so when we think about skin health. When you think about indications like acne, eczema, rosacea, even uh, in times of, of aging, there is a bacterial component there, and um, and so we what we have tried to do is look at um, we use big data um, and diagnostics to look at you know whether what, or what the bacterial overgrowth look like when indications occur. Um, and then from there, we, we try to create um, targeted solutions uh, with microbial formulation so that we can, in some ways, engineer your microbiome, right? Like, so we want to be able to, to tell you, hey, this is what your skin microbiome looks like, and here's a way to optimize it by targeting this bacteria or that bacteria. And that, that um, solution will be different for you than it would be for Jess, for example. Thank you for that really well thought out explanation. There was a lot of science that was involved in what you just said, but I would imagine that the consumer experience would be a bit different, I'm imagining. So if I'm interested in connecting with your product, like what, is, what does my experience look like? Yeah, so what we're launching um, later this year for the consumer is um, – Two, you can think of it as two main steps. So number one, um, the first step is a skin microbiome discovery kit. So essentially what that is, is it's, uh, it's non-invasive. It's easy to use. They're simply swabs that we send to you. You swab your skin. So if you've taken like a COVID test um, in the last two years, it's, it's similar to that, right? Except it doesn't hurt um, at all. So you're literally just swabbing different areas of your skin and then you send it back to us. Um, from there, we do our um, science, <laughs> right? We we do the prep and we sequence and all of that. Um, and then around two weeks later, what you would get is a report 
about your skin microbiome type, um, kind of any overgrowth of bacteria if we see them, um, as well as your skin age. So an, a, an assessment of your skin age based on your skin microbiome and then recommendations, right, on food, um, skincare ingredient recommendations, et cetera. Um, and then the, the second part of this is receiving then a, a targeted formulation for you based in um, a, a phage. So what we use are, is phage science, and, and we essentially go out and discover and cultivate. So oh, let, me, let me back up. <laughs> so, so phages are a targeted um, microbe. So they target bacteria, right? So you can think of them as almost like a natural antibiotic. In fact, they are an antibiotic in that they kill bacteria. But the difference between uh, phages and an antibiotic is that antibiotics will kill everything, right? It, it'll essentially kill good bacteria and bad bacteria. Um, but when you use a, a phage, um, we're trying to target just the bad bacteria so that we leave the good bacteria alone. Um, so essentially, in that user experience, um, as a customer, as a consumer, you would get that formulation that's right for you with the right phage cocktail. Well, I'm super excited and full disclosure, I'm also a customer. So I'm just <laughs> like so anxious to have you guys release this stuff. I was part of your beta testing group and I'm just really motivated to see this thing actually go to, go to market. Super excited. So in all fairness, you guys have given us detailed updates on your business. So um, it is up to me to reciprocate. So I'll tell you guys a little bit about CuraCubby. We just closed a new round of financing last quarter. Really excited to bring on um, some new investors as well as seeing uh, the majority of our pro rata investors reinvest in us. Um, we are moving and expanding our verticals. Right now, we are working really hard to connect into the ancillary education and recreation space. And these are after-school programs, summer camps, tutoring sessions, any sort of children's services provider that may create a curriculum that's an adjunct to the child's core curriculum at school. Uh, this is a really exciting market. We have validated that the use cases in this market, it's really um, the opposite of what we've been used to acquiring in terms of a customer base. And when I say opposite, I don't necessarily mean they're they're different on the other sides of the spectrum, but they're opposite in terms of their operational processes. For example, for many years, most of our customers use a sort of a recurring tuition program, meaning that you know what you're going to pay for the year. If it's a $20,000 tuition, you break it up into 10 months, it's, um, it's 10K, it's, it's, it's 2K a month. Um, so we're experienced at dealing with those types of use cases. But as we're digging into the, the ancillary programs, we're finding that these customers have a different set of use case. And this is has more to do with how they're providing the service. So these services aren't necessarily paid up front. Um, sometimes they can be. They're ad hoc services, meaning that a parent can buy something the same day, maybe buy something for the week, but then they can also have the privilege to change those services as well. So what that means for us as a technology company is that we have to go back and look at our, our previous blueprints and our previous architectures to understand if in fact that the existing system can do just 
as strong as a job as we were doing for our, our previous segmentation of customers. So what we found is that we're doing a really great job at providing them with their current needs. But what a lot of these ancillary service providers also want is a leverage to grow their revenues. So that's really exciting for us. So, you know, think about Curacubby this year as the Shopify for uh, education and recreational customers. So there you go. That is my That's I don't awesome. know, three minute summary. I don't know if any of that makes sense to you guys, but well, first of all, congrats on your fundraising. That's amazing. Yeah, congrats. Thank That's you, great. thank you. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's it's never an area where I want to spend a whole lot of time in, Natalie and Jess. But as yeah. you guys know, that <laughs> that's that's the biggest time suck. So it's it's always yeah. nice to get to the other side of fundraising. And now we're focusing on hiring and uh, new go to market strategies. Really focusing on providing premium services and products to to our new segmentation of customers. So super excited about that. Um, with that being said, you guys, all three of us need to get back to our day jobs. Yes. <laughs> so oh I appreciate you guys spending some time with me this morning and giving our audience an update with all of our businesses. So I'm going to sign out. This is Stephen Kwong signing out for Natalie, Kalea Robinson, and Jess Furman. This is The Unlikely Journey. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace. <laughs>